relationship with him through a personal relationship that I have with somebody right. else. Let's do this. Go that ahead. has one with him. That's fine. Yeah, so go for it. Really Aaron, who is our guest today? Uh, guest today is Connor fucking Jones, as he likes to be known in the industry. Uh, he's a mega multi-bajillionaire tycoon uh, sex music whiz, and he uh, 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 is a composer. Okay. What, what, what Connor, do how do you like to be? Yeah. How do you like to be introduced? Because that is I entirely mean. appropriate. If your name is Aaron Corny, <laughs> though, if you're just introducing me normally, you can say Connor Jones, film composer. Okay. Cool. Is that you're, like your preferred title? So, if you could pick anything, generally, yeah. If your grandma or was a composer you? for visual media is generally more right, accurate because I don't. Just so do what you are is a magic man who makes tunes. That sounds accurate. Okay. Connor's working on a new. Feature right now. It's Road to the Well. Brittany. <laughs> Brittany has no emotional investment in this project whatsoever. No, no but not. I do have fun facts about it that the director's cut is done. Very good. All right, it's the tragic show. We're all going to shut up for three, two, one. Blah! We're here today with uh, NPR Connor Jones. Greetings. Okay, but Connor, you don't even know who we are. He knows who we are. Is that what the intro does? Is that what? introduces us? No, the intro is just a little song. Well, I know, but no one knows who we are, so how do we introduce us? What, Usually, should, we should probably be like, we hi. The guest. Yeah, but the intro, the guest needs to know who they're talking to. The audience know, the, knows the it, guest. The audience hopefully knows the hosts. Episode okay. one, the audience knows the hosts? Yeah. No. I actually guarantee you, episode one, the audience knows the hosts. If they're listening to it this early on, that's fair. They know That's us. fair. Okay. But maybe for the people who who like find us, like like fans of like random shows. Well, that, no, like, I'm talking about it. like this is five years down the line. They've come to check us out. Well, I guess they would know us. us. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like they want to know what the you've first episode sounds like. You're done. I know. I've you're, lost you're, you're gone. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> Listen, I just like to say my name. Check. Say my name. Say my name. I just want to say Check. it. Pretty white. That's me. Bam. No one cares about you. All right. So everyone knows who you are now. Yeah. And they now they definitely talk about know Connor. who I am. Cheers. They know who Connor is now. Yes. What do we, what's, what do we, what? We had a nice day today. We sure Connor's, did. Connor's here because our actual first guest flaked on us. Sickness happens. I think it's a, so, the nature of the beast a, that she works for though. I, I, not really. Yeah. That whole, the whole, it, that whole, she crew. had a raid. Which tonight? beast ate her arm? She had a raid for a video game. Oh, uh, that guest. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant our. Oh, yeah, you're no. right. Our first. Our first. No, our Connor's our third backup. Okay. Yeah. Connor's our third. Yeah. Yeah. Our it's first guest sucks here. balls, and she should know. It's, she sucks. The absolute worst. We won't say her name. The worst. Yeah, but it rhymes with Ananda. Bossler. Uh Connor. Connor was coincidentally here, um, although he does work in entertainment, so it works out well to like talk yes. with him about shit that he's done about shit. Um, but we also had a nice day today just walking around Marina Del Rey and yes, uh, we did. talking about how we all want to own boats. And Specifically, we're going to go we're on going a fishing, fishing. trip right. uh, on, on a lake somewhere in California. It's yet to be determined. I'm not sure where it'll be, but it's going to be awesome. That sounds not fun at all. It's going to be no fantastic. We're gonna bring, we'll bring fishing you with us. sounds so boring. Back it up. Oh. Stop talking. Flandering wow. around. <laughs> Do you like release them back into the water after you catch them? Oh, no, no, we're it, depend, it depends on the fishery. Uh, a lot of fisheries are that way, where you catch them and you release them. But generally, the intent is to catch the fish, kill the fish, and eat the fish. All right. Actually, 
I was in a knife store and I saw a whole bunch of fish for gutting right and they have a little back hook and then you're supposed to like run it down the belly mm-hmm. which is the idea of that starting at the anus no you start there and you work your way back you've done this before yes we had a whole discussion about that this afternoon how to the the how reason i fish. the reason i knew what we were talking about by the way is that when my parents and i went to the aquarium over thanksgiving my dad and i were looking at the fish and we were talking about how to gut each fish nice what Daniel does when he's at the zoo is he talks to, we look at the animals and talk about how talk to talk about how you're going to take them apart with knives. Just how to cook them. Yeah. Yeah. It upsets people. It's not that it really grosses me out. I guess Do you the idea beer? kind of does, but I would, I know that I physically would never want to actually touch anything or do that. Rip open a fish. Hmm. There is something very kind of satisfying and a very kind of carnal way about like killing an animal and eating it though would you kill a turkey yeah have you killed a turkey no i'd like to Just... have you co- prepared a turkey where you have to like take out the giblets or whatever they're called? is it a, is no. it a, is it a factor to you at all what sounds these animals make like we were talking about how I you mean, don't I probably kill... wouldn't want to kill a pig because of the noises they make right. are or goats horrifying I mean, like, it, it, it depends, also, though. The like, the way, the way that I would want to kill an animal is, like, quick and painless, like, shot in the back of the head kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Very so compassionate. It, you know, just, it's the nice thing to do if you're going to eat an animal and just make sure it <laughs> lives happily, and then you kill it. Have you ever made your own bacon? Eat it. No. But the no, best you steak, didn't want to kill a pig. I, 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 can, I, I, would, I would consider can, it. There's a wide range of things you can do in life between killing a pig and making no, bacon. No, from what he's saying, <laughs> he has to start off by killing it. We're on quite a tangent here. Well, no, I was jumping right over. Beheading <laughs> it, gutting it, and then taking the skin off and frying it separately. It sounds, it sounds good. what Connor but, just know. said. So. It's something I would like to do so in dis- life. Disregarding your bullshit, Connor, Whatever. we should make bacon. We should make bacon. Just buy, like, get a side of pork and then... Prepare it. Prepare it. This is something that will happen given our relationship and the way that it tends to I'm work. excited about our fishing trip coming up. All right, right let's I talk that... about film composing. All right. How did you get into that? Good yeah. call. Do you I... eat bacon when you're scoring? Does it, does it, does it affect you? <laughs> I, it's, 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 it, bacon is motivating. Sometimes All cured meats or just I, bacon? When I'm writing, I like to think about bacon. Okay. And then I can go eat the bacon after I'm done writing for the day. Do you just cook and bacon it, to have the aroma around it, while it's you're... pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely question. I've definitely baked bacon just for the smell in the apartment. I do that or vanilla. Like you know I'll what get is a li- the worst smell though? Microwaveable. Microwaving bacon. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. What? It's lovely. Oh my god. If you microwave bacon, the smell of that no, makes you No, if you overdo it, it like it's all like it. it's like burnt toast but death. Maybe no, it's like burnt flesh. Maybe yeah, it, maybe, maybe it, I've just microwaved the right kind of bacon. I don't know. What's, what are you wearing? Uh, something. What is that? <laughs> she likes what skulls. Is that? That's weird. She likes skulls. No. It's, mystic. it's a Mystic Records patch that I sewed onto a... So film scoring. Connor, what got <laughs> yes. you into this? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Please, let's change topic. the topic. topic. Okay. <laughs> what was the first thing you ever scored? First thing ever scored was a short film called The Muse in my final semester at Berkeley College of Music is a romantic comedy about this man named uh, Daniel, of all things, who oh. <laughs> is kind of without passion in his life and just going about his uh, business as a professor and just 
really kind of a, a sad guy. Not really a lot going on in his life. But then he meets this woman who represents, uh, in Greek terms, uh, a muse. A woman that comes about and gives you inspiration and love. And by this vehicle, he discovers inspiration in his life. And that's kind of how the film progresses. So why did you choose to go with just hardcore EDM for that score? <laughs> what you are in a fantasy land. I am sorry. No, it was uh, it was a really cool project to do for uh, my first one. The crew was really great. Everybody was really cool. Cool. It was chill. So, uh, largely very heartfelt piano and strings, because that's kind of what they wanted, and it worked. So, <laughs> did they like it? Were they happy with it? Absolutely. It, it actually went to oh, which festival was it? It's called the Action on Film Festival in Monrovia, California. Oh, it's this cool little quirky theater where everybody has these really silly films that um. One was like this weird Alice in Wonderland remake that was that had the like absolute worst production value I'd, I'd ever seen in my life. It was as if it was on some kind of old Sony hand cam by, from, by film. It was crazy. Anyway, film festival is cool. It was really cool to have my first film that I scored go to a film festival and have that experience. It's very gratifying. I feel like this is the part where we should have a clip of the score that we should play can you can you perform it right now with your mouth oh boy (laughs) come on i I can't even remember the theme i wrote that's embarrassing uh that is embarrassing yeah because you just talked so passionately about it and it was your first project wait okay i want to i want to i want to jump i want to jump ahead i want to jump ahead some years out of college no wait Uh, let's see if we can recreate it first you have five seconds okay then I'm going to fail miserably, this? and you, you, no. you, you can all judge me. This is our house dying. Let him do it. <laughs> what you got? All right, Connor. I, I, you have five I, seconds. I, I honestly... Five. I, Make something up. I only have one the voice, and it uses lots know. of voices. All right, so I actually wanted to have you talk about what it was like, because very few people would get to do it. Can you talk about interning for Hans Zimmer? Like, what that was like? Because you did that out of college, right? Yes. Um, I did it... I interned for... Nobody can see this right now, but your face has this look of just like tired. You just look tired when you. Uh, I, I I just really am hesitant to talk about names because of largely because of not the non disclosure agreements I signed. Uh, but I I can't get into the details nice of it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to like tell you what what they do and what they were working on when I was there and all that. But I can talk about the details of the experience. It was largely. What's the best word? I learned a lot. Uh, especially about <laughs> all right so we'll move on yeah good idea it was enlightening it was it was it was extremely enlightening cool would you recommend it would you recommend britney's sweatshirt yes. to people authoritatively yes i don't like it okay well the funny thing is this is a old school maker hoodie that i have sewn a new patch over the logo there you go because is that sewn on yeah i, saw, I can't I saw. tell yeah i don't know you can only you can only critically assess you can only critically assess a woman's shirt for so long before it's creepy so you only get like there's like a timer as a guy where like if you're assessing like what logo they have on you get like a countdown of like three seconds before you like i thought it was more like hoodie so it's not like it's not even a tight hoodie so it's not it doesn't matter it's still like kind of hardwired in there's like Hmm. the moment i look at whatever logo is on a woman's chest it's just click stop looking at my chest aaron sorry it's like the eighth time <laughs> I've had to ask you in the last hour. I'm sorry. I'll look at Connor's. It's really hairy. Mine, mine's pretty revealing today. There you go. I mean, you and I have about the same chest size, so. I'm working on reducing mine through health. 
<laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> oh. Chesticles. Oh, Brittany, what do you want to know about film scoring? We have a composer. I want to know this what is... he's currently working on. Because I'm currently I, I... working on John C. Beck's uh, feature film uh, debut, Road to the Well. I couldn't be more excited to be participating in it. It's going to be very cool. I'm also why? working. It, why is it? Because it has lots of talented people attached to it. Well, that's a huge part of it. And the artwork. I hear the yeah. I hear the makeup is pretty bad. The makeup was bad, but Makeup's the poster bad. artwork was exceptional. Was bitching. I heard someone killed themselves after looking at it. Yeah, because they were just overwhelmed. They were overwhelmed. Beauty and <laughs> joy. The world's such a beautiful place. They were elated. They were like, nothing else will be as beautiful as yeah. this moment. I have nothing else to live for. And yeah. they died in peace, you know? Given what will be occurring thematically and otherwise in the film, it's going to be hugely fun to score. And I'm really looking forward to it. Do you have any clips you can do by mouth on this? (laughs) I'm going to recommend against this format of demos. (laughs) Uh, It's our first episode. We're allowed to experiment. I feel like, like, so so this is part one of it. This is part... This is uh, we're recording a few compo- we're having a few different composers on in the next few episodes, and I feel like we should just keep the theme of just asking them to because I know at least one more. You know, Omer is just going to do it. Omer will. I think I'm hoping he brings his musical saw because his <laughs> his big thing recently has been that he's been playing the musical saw everywhere. It's you wonderful. Know, Thanksgiving he played. Yeah, the it sounds saw. like a, it sounds like a ghost, <laughs> a ghost like mating call is what I. Yeah. It's, it's similar to when my cat was in heat before I got it. <laughs> And she just, it's called yowling, and they, she just did it all day. Yeah. It wasn't like unpleasant. I was like, maybe, yeah. It's just, and then she rubs her vagina on the carpet. It's very (laughs) awkward. So for Kat, she's really just being like, yo, you want to fuck, huh? She's like, please fuck me. That's like what it's more like. I want babies. I'm just going to, I'm not going to say the joke, but somewhere there's a pussy joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's too easy. That was a pussy joke. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Oh, so for Omer, so he's been obsessed with the musical Saw. So two things: one, wait. why are we talking about him on Connor's part of this? Yeah, he's gonna be our we're, about, we're gonna wind up talking about Connor on his. Doesn't matter. Okay, what's the? Have you ever signed a non-disclosure agreement and not really felt like it was necessary? Uh, that's not a good topic because that's, then you will violate a bunch of non-disclosure what? agreements. That hold you on, sign. Connor, you hold have a very nice shirt on today. Can I'm sorry, about, Connor. I didn't about? realize it. I, I looked at it, but I didn't realize. So Until just now, I feel is. like I I get more comments about this shirt than anything else, but it's my least it's my least thought through thing I own. Like I never I didn't buy it. It was handed so. to me and it was free. And I always just have it in my closet. And whenever I wear it, I get lots of comments. But I it's like the thing I it's just odd. I like it, and I also like that I'm allowed to look at your chest as long as I want. If anything, you enjoy it more than I do. Do you like this? Not anymore, because the pit bull's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shirt has a giant pit bull. That's the it, shirt. It's, That's a, it's just a, a, wearing a pit bull. a bow tie and yeah. glasses that match in color. Yeah. And Are we getting bull. a dog, Brittany? I can't. It's a city. I don't feel right about it. Yeah. And I have a cat. I'm not allowed to have a dog. I'm in love with my cat. We're like, she's like the shit. Your, your pals. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. We had, a hard, we had a hard beginning, but you know. Mm-hmm. In your cat? Well, I never had had a cat ever, and uh, there was a learning curve. Did you feel strangely? Yeah, there was. Did you feel strangely grown up getting a cat in your house, like, and be like, "This is my animal. I choose its 
life path. Kind of, except for it was a rescue. There was a whole bunch of them that got rescued, and they were brought to the office where I work. And everyone had claimed all of the other kittens except for this one. And that by the end of the day, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll take a cat home. So that's kind of how I got her. It wasn't like a real choice. You're like, I'm getting a cat. This is my cat. If yeah. your name's Sophie. And, you take the cat. and it was a kitten, and they're a lot of work. They it was are. awful. Kittens are uh, nuts. Yeah. She just, I mean, like the whole not knowing that I should get her spade. Like, I know that that's a thing to new to your cat. You didn't read Garfield grown up? I didn't think, well, it's the same thing. You're supposed to let <laughs> him be a and give it lasagna. These are the... Oh, it's a lasagna. But I just read a comic with him in it, and he was eating a hamburger. So. If your name's Sophie, is every decision you make just really annoying? So, Connor, what were you saying before I interrupted you? I am not sure what I was saying. And interruptions are fine. I'm so okay with that. I think we should definitely use this time to play with our podcast voice. Like, what voices are we going to have? Are we doing the NPR voice? Are I mean, we, I think I'm, that's what I've been doing. That's kind of what I've been doing, too. Yeah. You, you guys are closer to the mic than me. I don't that's like because it. I don't know how else to... I don't like. think I grew up with this. Like, I don't fantasize about talking uh, into a robot penis. So, like, I see this big metal thing in front of me, and I don't want my mouth too close to it. I feel like that's you guys weird. are. I just want to, like, open my mouth. And I can tell. It. You seem like you are just ready to, to, to weird, please like, the fans. I don't know. Brittany, that's your role. Connor, I'm still waiting for this uh, sample <laughs> from your mouth on the score of The Road to the Wall. Connor, can you recreate your favorite theme from a film orally? It would not be very pleasant for any of us here. What can, can you do with your mouth that. that you can do with this microphone? I, I, I can eat with my mouth, but I can't do that with the microphone. So what can you do to show the audience what you can do with your mouth yeah. and a microphone? The composer's only asset is their, their music, and you're not providing music. I can so. sing. That's interesting. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, actually, wait. Yeah. So before you do it, so Connor can do the Mongolian throat singing. Can you talk? I've seen you do this. This is awesome. Can you talk about what you're doing before you do it? So every person has these false vocal folds that exist beneath the actual vibrating vocal cords, and nobody really uses them most of the time. There are a lot of famous vocalists that do it. Louis Armstrong, most famously, utilize them in a very specific kind of bluesy circumstance. But there's a tradition that it came from very anciently in Tibet that they do. It's uh, often used as some kind of chant that they use to get to a different state of consciousness. Uh, in large groups, and it's really haunting and awesome. But anyway, it, it the sound of it is kind of wild. And um, I haven't done it in a while, so it might be a little off. But it's you just find a pitch, and then you can play with all the different overtones. So what's actually happening there is you have your fundamental pitch of your speaking voice a tone that's below it, the overtone that's above the subtone, and the overtone that's above your speaking tone. So technically, you're making four voices with your voice. It's pretty fascinating. And now, Connor, I've heard that you can do it a special way where uh, you can add two more people's voices at the same time when you do this. Can we hear you do that? Okay, let's try it. Wow. That was good. That was weird. <laughs> a special. <laughs> I have no I, idea where that came from. I feel like that's what it's like when people speak in tongues. That's what they, that's what they sound like. 
You know, I like to think about that. Like, I feel like if you were in the 70s and you were listening to Zeppelin and you were like one of those people that was really like devoutly religious and thought that there were like hell Satan messages in it backwards. I feel like half of you has to still appreciate the effort that went into like composing a top selling track that also has hell Satan backwards or whatever. And like, oh, yeah, like I feel like you might as well respect them for having gone through the efforts to pull that off. I feel well, you like... have to keep in mind the pressure they're under. That's Satan. You have to respect him. You know, it's not it's not somebody you really want to mess with. If you've made a deal no, you with Satan, with him. I mean, you have like to, you, you, you. You, you, you gotta like make sure his mention is in the track in some way. No, but I'm saying like it's if you're one of the people that was offended by it, I feel like those people always were like, like I was reading articles the other night about how people dealt with it back then, like the history of albums being accused of having like satanic messages in them. And I feel like there's never any like credit given to these guys of like, hell dude, awesome job making that say hell Satan backwards. And I feel like the people that get offended by it never acknowledge also that it's an impressive thing. Neither of you I, are interested in this, but I, it, I'm aware of it. it. I lose sleep about this. Stuff. I'm, Brittany, where are we at? I'm thinking that if we're going to keep doing this podcast thing, we have to get better chairs. So, ass hurts already. welcome back to the Squeaky Chair Show. On today's episode, My we're sitting on squeaky. a rare eucalyptus woven chair made from spruce and uh, cedar. Now, you'll notice that when you shake your butt like so, it pronounces uh, a, a hinty, warm, oaky glow, which is swiftly followed by a slight, just decompression as you lean back into we're going to rate the Ikea Solid Chair 1305 with a 8.5 out of 10. And we'll be back after this commercial break to continue talking about squeaky chairs. Connor, back to you. Hello. Okay, that was a good description of the chair. But I can't sit with my legs crossed. And I'm very uncomfortable. Right now. We'll put you in one of those high chairs next. Those ones have softer cushions. Okay. Yeah, but then we have to readjust everything. No, it's easy. You're going to learn. No. You're new. Just pat you on the head real fast. Kind of feels really good, though. Okay. I'm just going to do that while we continue talking. Okay. Well, anyways, um, Connor, movie score. Give a review. A review of a movie score. What have I seen lately? I saw Interstellar most recently, which was a phenomenal movie. Argue why it wasn't an overwhelming and way too just in-your-face score, because I've heard people say that. Well, a lot of people are overwhelmed by Hans Zimmer's music, I think, just because it's immensely powerful. It it uses a lot of... How to put it? His his whole notion is uh, music on a very large, epic scale, which people have just really loved and bought into, and that's why he's as successful as he is. Um, As for Interstellar, he used a very uh, minimalist aesthetic, which I think really served... Uh, the movie for many reasons one of which was uh lots of bullshit because i'm spewing bullshit and not really get into it thinking like, about all like of stick it. your teeth in so it's uh i like i think it's interesting to hear the nuts and bolts of what makes up a score and like a critical assessment like i don't think i mean i i would honestly have to see it again to get a better opinion of it but my general impression was that it served the movie very well okay so, on that note, what's a score you really thought was out of place but good in a movie? Um, Johnny Greenwood for There Will Be Blood. Wow. Okay, get into really? it. Really? Yeah, get into yeah. it. It was a good score, 
because it was effective. However, uh, there were a couple moments where it really kind of took me out of the movie just because it was so loud and distracting and not at all reasonable. <laughs> How would you have approached it? I don't know. There's this, there's a lot of different ways you can make people feel kind of overwhelmed and like there's some sort of presence that's out of control, which um, the oil derrick scene in That Will Be Blood, the whole notion of that to me was that oil is something that kind of corrupts the souls of men and sort of takes you out of yourself. And that's not something you can ultimately control because you make so much money, you get awful. At least that's what I sort of think he was going for. But it, instead of any sort of notion of theme, melody, harmony, it was just this really odd, really loud, repetitive rhythm that was kind of mechanical in nature. And it kept happening and kept happening and kept happening. And I'm just like, what's, what is that sound? And suddenly I was not in the movie anymore. I'm just sitting here worried about what the sound is like, hmm. <laughs> which maybe was their intention, but it definitely took me out of the movie. Who scored it? Uh, is it, is it Johnny Greenwood? That's his name. I don't know. I think exactly. that, I don't know. I, I think that's his well. name. We should do a Google search. Um, while you're thinking about that, what's the, um, um, Francis Ford Coppola film where it's about a guy who like works for like the CIA or something, not CIA. He's like just, I think he's a detective or something, but he's like listening. In the, is it the listener or something like that? What is it called? Johnny Greenwood did. Um, <clears throat> there will be blood. Why is that funny? I just like the way you said that. Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood. Um, I there need to look blood. this up. I'm sure anyone else knows <laughs> I it. I love There Will Be Blood. It's one of my favorite movies. It's actually. a fantastic film. Yeah. It, there's no getting around that. There's just some moments in the score that made me kind of confused and worried. No, that's it's interesting because the more I learn about film and you know being out here in the industry and when you do it more often, there's like different aspects mm-hmm. that I now notice in films mm-hmm. where I believe the next time I watch that I will probably those moments will stand out to me now and I'll think of you Good. and then I'll probably call you up and be like I noticed it it, it is out of place let's call him <laughs> up you guys oh. done messed up okay there's a nineteen se- there's a nineteen seventy four film called. Uh, the Conversation, starring Gene Hackman, hmm. directed, written by Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. None of you have seen it? I don't think I have. It has a like, killer cast. It's like... So, right. so they murdered people? What? Uh, no, it's about like Gene Hackman plays this guy who like... It's like it's a killer FBI cast. or something. And no, the whole thing is about him just uh, having recorded this conversation between two people they were spying on. And just the whole film is him re like rebalancing out the audio and trying to get the information that they need from that one conversation that he heard. And it's just focusing on it. And he just plays it over and over and over again and plays the audio differently and messes with it. And it's back when everything was analog and tape. That's a fascinating premise. Oh, it's a great film. And it's like got Gene Hackman and Harrison Ford's in it and a bunch of other random. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, uh, the film has the same, the the main, I'm sure you you know what I'm going with, but like the main theme is repeated over and over and over again. And like, that's pretty much the whole score. It's just the main theme and it's a strong theme and it's really good, but it's just over and over and over again. I really this, hate when people This for that. the conversation? Yeah. Mm. Which I guess makes sense because it mirrors how he's listening to the same audio over and over and over again. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's always annoyed me. Yeah. I don't know. Joanna Scotty does the same thing. I love the, the theme. Well, but yeah, it's just but that, that's a part same of the um, thing over and over and over again. But if you ask Philip Glass, he'd tell you that it's not because the performance is what makes it unique. Each individual note is its own entity in his mind, so it's kind of a different thing. That, 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 but he gets really heady about music. So I don't know. 
Going to Sky is a, is a fan, uh, fantastic on its own merit. But uh. hmm. all right, Brittany, the time has come. Hmm. It's time for us to grade this episode. Where are we at? <sighs> well, I think we're. I think we should. I mean, I think we're about there. Be a little lenient because we had some bumps. I mean, you fucked up like four times. So really, like, are we grading just Connor or the episode in a whole? Is it going to be like this the whole time, every episode? I'm just saying, just if we're just like grading this? Connor... He you don't have to make it personal. Are we just grading Connor? We're grading the entire I'm grading show. the content just as one, as one piece. As one piece? Yeah. As one piece. Or are we grading Connor as a... I think we should do both. Okay, I so should... I, I, would, I would give this episode for a first podcast just, like, getting out there. We, we broke the ice. We're there. We've done it. We are now podcasting. We Got like it. that was a goal. Like we did that. Um, I would say that as a guest, he was nothing but uh, patient with us playing with our technical stuff and helping with it and everything. I would say as a guest, and you were also interesting. I think. I think you're. I interesting. hope so. I love you. So I love you too. I would give you. We can each do this. So I would. I would give you. I would say a solid B plus. Mm-hmm. I would say that you can do to be working on. Uh, a feature that's less shitty. I think it's the makeup oh. that really did that. <laughs> um, I think that you could be more giving to me as a friend, and I take these things personally. Okay. Um, but you uh, work on something less shitty, and you'd be a better friend, and I'll give you that A. Uh, as Perfect. content, as an episode, as a pilot episode of a podcast, I'm going to give us uh, B plus as well. Okay, that's fair. Where are you at? I'm going to say I give Connor B plus for different reasons. I would give you an A minus, except for you would not perform any oral samples with us oral gets you everywhere huh i'm shrugging because that's the yeah people can't see you shrugging do you not fucking get how this works clearly i don't so then therefore i give the overall grading of our podcast episode number one a b so it sounds like we're averaging b's here Mm -hmm. probably we're not a c no we are authoritatively passing (laughs) this is good i think so Yep. Oh man. All right. Well, Connor, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and and, and and talking. I don't know what we we covered some some stuff. We talked about things. We got we vague answers. We got vague answers about internships that's coming got, out soon. Yes, uh, we're expected to see that. Talk about it for real fast. Like Brittany, why are you excited about it? Because it is a cool film, actually. I am really excited. It's a dark comedy thriller, coming of age friendship trip. Not but really coming the, of age at all, correct. actually. Well, I, but, I, I, um, but it's minus just, that, that's pretty much how I describe it. Yeah, yeah. but it's just um, like it's. A, it, it seems like it's just really impressive that it happened. I think uh, when you look at it, the whole goal is to be like, um, this looks like a very well done film, uh, and the writing is spectacular. But people are going to be like, oh, you made that for a hundred, like a hundred thousand dollars, like no way. And I really think that that is it looking impressive. like visually. Is it looking cool? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. No one's actually. seen it except for <laughs> just John, John and Tim. Uh, Connor, plug yourself real fast. Where can people find you? What are you up? Like we know what you're up to, but what, what, sure. what's up? My out there? website is www.cconnorjones.com. That's C O N O R J O N E S. Yeah, we'll put we'll put a link in the yeah, description. Yeah, you, you, you can find that link in that description. There, I have examples of my music, all that good stuff. Cool. And other than this feature i'm working on a short film about um a young man reconciling his gangster lifestyle with his alcoholic mother having to change himself uh, after his brother is killed it's very compelling and interesting 
I'm really looking forward so to working on it. family comedy. <laughs> comedy. Um, that's pretty cool. cool. Um, there's a documentary off in Wonderland somewhere that will be arriving at some point. Uh, that's about where I'm at right now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I really don't want... The, I will sit here for hours until you sing us something, so give us an outro. I'm not sure what to do. Brittany, now you and I, leaving. you and I can, you and this I. This is can. why it's a tragic show. It's a tragic <sighs> show because there's no Connor, outro. Connor, do, do a melody. Yeah, do the outro. Just sing something. This is where we leave. There's an outro. He's this my is where we leave. And with here with Brittany and Aaron. Thank you. <laughs>